The Science Inside Podcast. This is the Science Inside. Hello and welcome to the Science Inside. I am Lindo Kuhletimakwe and Nondumisa Luhutso is away for today, so I'll be holding down the fort for this evening. This week, we are bringing you the last feature show for the year. Can you believe how swiftly the year went this year? But yes, it has. But as always, the Feature Scientist segment brings you the finest researchers and innovators in South Africa who are doing exceptionally well in their respective field of work in science, technology and innovation sector. So tonight, we have someone whose name is well known at the University of Witwatersrand, by students of course, and many places in and around Gauteng. A man who has not only built a name for himself, but has played a very crucial role in social educational development within local communities. With that out of the way, we are honoured to have Khudirakhetzi Mohajani in the studio tonight. Khudirakhetzi Mohajani, or Khudi himself, is the founder of Khudi Tutors Pty Ltd and the brainchild behind Ask Goody, a maths and science call center platform which he and his small team of intelligent entrepreneurs believe will revolutionize the education landscape in South Africa. Khudi Tutors is a tutoring agency which proves extra tutorial classes by offering one-on-one tutoring, university pre-exam workshops and exam-focused maths workshops for high school students. Through Khudi Tutors, he is involved in driving maths and science tutoring programs in his home of Hammanskral and runs maths and science programs for students at the Eidkoms Orphanage and the Soweto Canoe and Recreation Club in Johannesburg. Then on in science tonight, we'll be looking at something very unusual. We're looking at an app that helps people like myself who struggle with making up their minds when it comes to selecting an outfit. So you heard it. For now, we get into the news with Mbali. This week's Science Headline. In your news making headlines this week, Minister of Higher Education, Science and Technology opened the fifth South African Nanoscience and Nanotechnology Summer School in the Western Cape today. And the GCRO says the future will be very dry for Gauteng if water security is not addressed urgently. Good evening, I am Mbali Mlojo. The Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Science and Technology, Buti Manamela, opened the fifth South African Nanoscience and Nanotechnology Summer School in the Stellenbosch this morning. The five-day program included 120 participants from the industry and academia. Local and international experts were invited to address the crowds. The nanoschools are funded by the Department of Science and Innovation, are designed to equip master and PhD students with the necessary skills to conduct research in nanoscience technology. The schools complement existing human capital development programs in the field and form one of the numerous platforms for the implementation of the 2005 National Nanotechnology Strategy. According to a review of the Nanoscience and Nanotechnology 10-year research plan of 2006, the country produced over 400 masters and almost another 400 doctoral graduates over a 10-year period. Since then, South Africa has witnessed considerable success in developing human capital in nanoscience and nanotechnology. In addition, almost 5,000 nanotechnology publications were produced, far exceeding the target of 150, while 44 new patents were reported against a target of 10, and three companies were started from the research conducted at various universities. 
The fifth summer school is run by the Nanoscience Hub at the University of Western Cape, which houses the National Nanoscience Postgraduate Teaching and Training Platform. The platform offers chemistry, biomedical science and physics options to master students from the University of Johannesburg, University of Free State and Nelson Mandela University. Students undergo nine months of advanced training before returning to their respective institutions to complete their master's thesis. Over 230 students who have registered with the program and over 150 of those have graduated. 64% of the graduates are currently working on their PhDs. And on our final story... The drought and water crisis experienced by Cape Tonians over the past three years, as well as the other regions in the country, has raised questions around water security and what future there is for Johannesburg. Evidence-based policy organization, which works with the provincial government, the Gauteng City Region Observatory, says that as the Gauteng City Region's population and economy continues to grow, there will be a need to continually review whether the region is water secure enough to sustain its people and ongoing prosperity. In light of this, the Premier's office requested the GCRO to assist in developing a water security perspective for region to review water challenges and finding solutions to these challenges. What we were interested in understanding is what is water security in Gauteng and what would influence our water scarcity. It has been driven by a lot of the attention around what happened in Cape Town and, and Day Zero and government asking questions saying are we going to have a day zero in Gauteng? So we did that research to try and understand, one, what water security means and what creates water security in Gauteng, and then secondly, to understand how we would address water security from there. And what we said is water security is about having both enough quantity of water so that there's enough water that everybody has reliable consistent access but that water needs to be of a good quality as well and we need to be looking after our water resources that help get water to us so we addressed quite a wide range of issues that also means that there's no one easy answer to say are we going to run out of water or do we have a water security problem the answer often is yes we need to worry about water And the opening line in the document is water is everybody's business and it will always be something that we have to worry about. A team of water specialists including Pegasus Consulting and Mike Miller from the Witt School of Governance worked jointly with the GCRO to deliver the water security perspective which was completed last year in July and the latest version being uploaded on August 2019. Jillian Marie, who is a primary researcher from the GCRO, spoke on breaking ground regarding the grim realities Gauteng could face in future if water adaptation strategies are not enforced. According to Marie, Gauteng can only claim to be water secure once all its residents have affordable access to safe and reliable water supplies, are not at risk of flooding and have access to safely managed and dignified sanitation services. She adds that this will not be achieved by action in the water sector alone. There is a very complex set of institutional arrangements around water management. So at the highest level, from a legislative perspective, we have two pieces of legislation that help us manage water. The first is the National Water Act, and that sets out the National Department of Water Affairs as the custodian of water resources. And they are responsible for keeping an eye over the whole country and making sure that water is being allocated fairly. So they would, at that high-level decision, make 
the choices around how much water needs to be available to where they govern and look after interbasin transfer schemes to say, do we need to transfer water from the Sutu to Gauteng or do we need to take it from the Sutu to KwaZulu-Natal? They then have a method of trying to devolve decision-making to a catchment scale. So they would look at what's known as a catchment aid management agency. And in cases where they're not set up, it's called a water management agency. And they are responsible at a catchment scale to be able to see how we allocate and make decisions for water. There's another piece of important legislation, and that's the Water Services Act. And that's the act that essentially governs water that you and I get in our house. It's about water services, about potable water and about sanitation. And the responsibility for that is squarely with local government. So if we kind of add all of these things together between national government being responsible, water catchment management agencies, bulk water providers and local government providers, there's something between 17 and 20 different institutions in Gauteng alone that need to be able to engage and talk with each other around water. So it gets quite complex, but there are a number of intergovernmental systems that are set up to make sure that they talk to each other. That being said, though, I think there is always room for improvement. And one of the things we recommend with this plan is that government starts talking to each other ahead of time. The region faces a multitude of water security challenges, ranging from balancing the demands for limited water resources, ensuring all households have acceptable access to water services, pollution, flooding, unmet infrastructural upgrade needs and inadequate sanitation. Moreover, because its water sources are dependent on the hydrological systems, the water security perspective identified that one of the emerging challenges facing the region are that it needs to consider the performance of the key institutions that supply, purify and distribute water. So we live in a part of the world where we have a very short summer rainfall period. We're starting to go into it now. It's a cloudy day. Hopefully we have good rainfall this year. But we also live very far away from large water sources for the number of people that we have over here. So Gauteng is currently just over 15 million people and we live on the top of the watershed, this big continental primary watershed. So water drains away from us. It doesn't flow towards us. So we have an enormous amount of infrastructure that brings water from as far as Lesotho to get it to Yah. So we worry about water often only when we don't have water. But what we're saying in this document is that we need to worry about a drought before a drought happens. And if we pay attention to a drought before it happens, it means we plan ahead of time, that we don't get pushed into a position of, of crisis. So we're saying there's no need to have a crisis if we plan properly ahead of time. I remember somewhere when I was reading... Marie adds that water security must be a collective effort and should involve all people in the Gauteng city region, adding that people's behaviour and actions will determine whether the system can meet needs now and into the future. Recapping your stories for this week, Minister of Higher Education, Science and Technology opened the 5th South African Nanoscience and Nanotechnology Summer School in the Western Cape today. And the GCRO says the future will be very dry for Gauteng if water security is not addressed urgently. So essentially, Mali, what I've gathered from your second news story is the fact that water security is in essence made out of water quality and water quantity, right? Yes. So now how could we be of assistance as households, institutions and regular student accommodations? Okay, so firstly, um, 
the one common thing that I think um, all of these places, households, institutions, and our student accommodations mm-hmm. could do is to set an amount of water to use per day. When I say this, I mean like you could buy your regular buckets, um, whatever it is that you can put water in and then you just sit that for a specific day so there's going to be water for bathing there's going to be water for obviously making your coffee there's going to be water for if you want to water your plants there's going to be water for that but if on an everyday basis i think people should just set an amount of water that they can use for a specific thing and then um also in households i feel like we should um if people use showers they could limit their um time for showering and um if you maybe take a shower twice a day you could bath at least once a day you know well it's student accommodations also take a shower at least once a day and um at schools your regular high schools you could also set an amount of water that you could use so we do know that um johannesburg is known as the city of gold right yep so that does not necessarily mean there will be enough water and food Mm. just a brief overview when you look at things Mm. do you think that in the next 10 years there will be enough water to sustain us Well, I mean, it is a scary thing to look at um, with everything that's been going on. I do think, though, that if we start implementing these strategies, um, we won't have a problem in the next 10 years. So it starts small. Everything starts small. So wherever you're living, um, whichever school you go to, don't waste the water that we have now. Mm. So um, I do feel like we should just um, start implementing these strategies and start practicing it at home. Then we'll have water to sustain us in the next 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I think I support you with that because looking at, you know, the science expos, everything that are just allowing students to come up with innovative ways. Yes. There are enough platforms for that. Definitely. So I guess, yeah, we're not heading for doom then. We're not. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Okay. That was Mbali Mlojwa with your news updates. This week's Science Headline. You're listening to The Science Inside, bringing you science around major news events. Welcome back. You're still with the Science Inside. Now, on the show tonight, we'll be speaking to Khuri Rakhetzi Mukhajani, owner of Goody Tutors, which is selected as one of the 100 most promising entrepreneurs or startups in Africa. And they claim to pride themselves with an annual 100% pass rate. But that is, of course, for clients that have been with them for an average of six months. Now, we'll be hearing more from him. And a very good evening and warm welcome to the Science Inside, Khuri Hi, good evening and thank you for having me. Alright, so now tell us about the startup. How did it begin? Um, I mean, we often, we're often told that in order to be innovative and obviously bring a solution to something, there has to be a need that is identified. Yeah. So now what really drove you into starting something like this for the students? Definitely. I mean, so I mean, my first year here in Joburg, I, I saw an opportunity of a lot of students who wanted access to tutoring and tutoring that actually works, you know, because they would have a tutor that teaches them the theory and all of that. But at the end of the day, when they get to the exam, they end up failing. Mm-hmm. So I saw an opportunity there to, 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 to do a tutoring that can actually give results, which is how we do our tutoring as goody tutors. And we call it exam focused tutoring. Right? Mm-hmm. So this tutoring makes sure that we get you under exam conditions so that when you finally write the final exam you know the pressure you know how it feels like to actually write the exam you know the type of questions you can expect um, from the question paper and that's how we've done our tutoring and it has given us uh, some good results so far all right 
Now, after having an idea, of course, comes implementation. Sure. Now, what resources or tools were needed in order for you to have a start with it? Because I'm, I'm assuming you were alone at first yeah, definitely. when you had your idea. Did yeah. you get any sponsors? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously in the early days, it's very hard to get any sponsor because uh, sponsors want the track record, right? They want to see what you've done and uh, with the time that you've been with the business. So, I had to build the track record by myself before I can go out and look for sponsors and fund and all of that and then fortunately once I've built the track record I was able to get help um, from uh, the innovation hub which is based in Pretoria yeah. they were able to give us office space here in Johannesburg and give us all the legal uh, uh, advice and the mentorship and all of that they were able to help us with that but now we've moved on to the next stage where we actually have uh, investors on our on our company and that that is all because of track record we've done that because we've done, we've, we've, we get these people based on what we've done so far without them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now with this track, track record, right, besides the legal implications or documents or whatever that you have to bring forth, it does mean you have to prove that you've been helping a number of people. Yeah, definitely. So does that mean you are doing that alone? With what venues? Yeah. Where exactly? Yeah. So I mean, when I started, I actually started in my commune room in Brixton because I was still at UJ by then. Uh, that's 2016. Mm. Um, so students were literally coming into my commune room to have uh, uh, workshops there, and my uh, I mean uh, lessons there. And my roommate was actually sleeping on the other side, mm. so that was awkward. Um, <laughs> and then I realized this is actually a business. You know, maybe it's time for us to get an office and all of that. So I went back to campus, posted some few posters saying uh, tutoring company. It's been existing for 10 years. Oh. Come join us. You know, okay. and we got people to come through. Uh, and yeah, we got some few tutors on board and yeah. uh, based on that, the company became Goody Tutors eventually. Um, and uh, that's when we were, I was able to now put tutors with students without me being physically there. And that's where I saw the opportunity of how this business can, can actually grow and help both the student um, and the tutor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously then there wasn't a budget as yet. No. Started from zero. No, it is no. possible. Yeah, I know. So just to add a quick funny story there. Yeah. So when I which I didn't mention now, when I left my um my room and because obviously I had this money, I was paying like two K per month. It was really cheap then. Mm. I was paying two K. I had to get an office, right? And that me that meant that I get an office and I can't get a place to sleep. So I had to sleep in the office, right? Oh, okay. And the funny story, I always pass the office here. It's actually in Brownfontein, um, the office that we were in. And I had to take that office, use that 2K to settle the office, um, shower at the gym. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was that was a fun experience. Did that for a whole year. None of my tutors knew that. Um, they just saw an office with Goody Tutors uh, logos on the walls and all of that. And it was just a professional office where students and tutors could come in, where I could have my meetings and where I could run my business. And uh, throughout the night, because at the bottom is a nightclub, so I can't sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't sleep uh, early. So even today, I can't sleep early because mm. of I've always been working uh, into the late, uh, late night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there was no budget. So I had to use what I had at that time and just divert my uh, my spending. And uh, here we are today. 
working with it. Yeah. Okay, we're well aware of the fact that there are quite a number of local tutoring agencies, sure. right? And they're very successful for that sure. matter. What sets yours apart from the rest, alive, sure. allowing it to yeah. essentially thrive so yeah. much? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing with us is the model that we use for tutoring, right? So, our tutors, uh, the model that they use is uniform. So, whether you get a tutor, a goodie tutor from Cape Town or Pretoria, the first lesson is going to be the same, mm. right? We've, we've inducted them, we've given them the knowledge, we've given them the information on how to become a goodie tutor, right? So, and that's, that's, that's our special offering to the clients. And that is how to do lessons exam focused, right? Because that's what clients want, you know. In South Africa, exams count 75% of the final year. So if you just kill the exam, you're good, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying, yes, we'll do part of the theory, but we'll also get you ready for the exam by putting you under conditions whereby we put a question paper next to you during the lesson, put a question paper next to you, a calculator, and you have to do the actual exam as if it's a it's an actual exam that you're going to write at the final year. Mm. Um, so, and we've we've been getting results based on that, and that's the model that we're applying. And and uh, based on that, I think that's why we we set ourselves apart from from the competitors. Yeah. Okay. So you're speaking about these students yes. or the tutors, rather. They are tu students. Yes, fact, my right? tutors are students. So um, primarily university students. We have a couple of uh, professionals, um, who, like CAs and engineers and lawyers who come through and assist us with uh, workshops for mm -hmm. vet students. Um, so the university students, we use them for high school and primary uh, tutoring. And then the professionals, we use them for university tutoring. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Because I was going to ask the selection process, yeah. if, you, yeah. if you're allowing students yeah. to be the ones yeah. to help another student. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, because I'm assuming perhaps, perhaps yeah. you'd use... So, I mean, our results. selection process is quite intense, right? So we still do uh, we still do face to face interviews. We want to know who's the person mm -hmm. that will become who will join our company, right? Yeah. Um, we don't just look at the marks. We also look at are you a good communicator, right? Mm -hmm. Can you talk well? Can you can you impart the knowledge that you have to the next student? Um, so that's what we do uh, throughout our interview process and recruitment. So we don't just take you online because you got hundred percent on math and you become a good tutor. So yeah, it doesn't work like that for us. Okay. Now, I'm sure there's an app. I'm sure. aware that there's an yeah. app that you guys are about to launch. Sure. Um, tell me about this app. Um, what exactly, Yeah. what makes it, what sets it apart from cool. other apps that are already yeah. available? So, I mean, it'll plug into our model that, that is already existing, which is exam-focused uh, lessons, right? So, with the app, tutors, when they conduct the lesson with a student, after they've done that part of the question, the tutors will be able to to input the marks that the student got in that test, all right? So if the, the student got 10%, you'll write 10%, then this is why the student got 10%. And on the other hand, the client, which is the parent, will get that information immediately, instantly, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where we, because parents at this stage, they have no idea what's happening in the lesson, right? So now if a, your child has four lessons, you at least get four uh, marks, percentages, that will tell you whether your child is improving or not. Um, so that's the first thing, the fact that you get instant feedback, which which is what parents are dying for, actually, because they're paying so much money for tutoring, and then at the end of the year, they don't know what, what, what happened. So with us, it also puts us on the safe side to say, we try to help your child. These are the challenges that your child face, and this is how far we can come to assist uh, your child. And there are some points we cannot assist, and then we would obviously re uh, refer them to the rele uh, relevant uh, departments. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, that was Khuri Rakhets, and we'll be having him in the studio for the next segment. But stay listening. Next up, we have Unscience. Unusual. Unlikely. Unscience. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. It's that time for Unscience, and as usual, we get a little silly as we look at strange research and studies that we find interesting. Today's Unscience was produced by Nondumi Solohuto and will be presented by Mbali Mlojwa. So what do you have for us this evening, Mbali? So, Lindo, how long did it take you to decide on your outfit for today? Yeah, it genuinely takes me such a long time, as usual. And it's not like I'm going on a date or anything fancy, you know. However, you know the weather also. If it's chilly in the morning, hot in the afternoon, and then stormy, and it rains towards the evening. I mean, waking up to find an outfit in the morning is one of my biggest, biggest frustrations. I feel you on these weather situations. I mean, we have like one or ten different seasons in a day. At once. Right? So, um, I'm sure you even put on like your clothes the night before, iron them out, only to waste more time in the morning, but it never ends, Yep. Yep, the thing is, my outfits look amazing when I think about them, you know But it's always a different story when I put the hypothetical outfit on Because it doesn't always give off that effect that I imagined, you know I get all worked (laughs) up just thinking about what I'm going to wear the following day Well, you'll not have to worry for too long Because a team of computer science geeks have developed an artificial intelligence system That can assess whether a photo or or an outfit rather is fashionable Mm -hmm. or not more so it gives it gives like helpful tips on ways that um you can make it more fashionable or more stylish okay no man Bali. why does it sound like you're talking about something that was specially designed for me honey <laughs> in essence it is okay they designed it with someone like you in mind definitely soon you'll be asking your phone for fashion advice okay well i know about siri doing normal things like dialing a number when you ask them to but asking your phone for fashion advice um, i must say it sounds unreal but like how does <laughs> even come about yep definitely sounds unreal but the tool is called fashion plus plus an austin computer science team in texas together with researchers from cornell tech georgia tech and facebook ai research developed the app but you know how most of the time we don't always find friends with the most honest opinions to tell us how yep. our outfit really looks like yep. <laughs> well the team thought of designing this tool as your own uncensored fashion guru okay but i mean this is artificial t- intelligence right now how would it even know that my outfit wasn't working out in the first place so the system was trained using more than 10,000 images of outfits shared publicly on online sites for fashion enthusiasts the team found images of fashionable outfits which according to a graduate student Kimberly Xiao was pretty easy they also found unfashionable images because I mean of course the system would have to discern between the two right so as challenging as it was um, to find the unfashionable images Kimberly came up with what is known as a workaround. She mixed images of the fashionable outfits to create ideas of less fashionable mm-hmm. examples and trained the system on what not to wear and what not to put together. Okay, but like Mali, I know fashion is something that is ever developing. You know, trends come and they go. True. So how would this system work with the constant advancement? 
Now, that is something that Kimberly was well aware of. Therefore, the intelligence system is also well coordinated with the internet. It learns new fashion styles as they develop and evolve. That means that the system updates its inventory with um, every photo that is published on the internet, that means on your social platforms, it will be updated and it will know what fashion now is or is considered. Okay, so I'm really just trying to understand this very well. Does it mean it stores all of its images that it's essentially acquired over time? Well, that is where it becomes a bit more complex, Mm. actually. The researchers pointed out that the vintage outfits were um, also sourced from the internet, right? Many of these images have been in a wide use only since the 1990s. So there's um, some bias as expected because most of the outfits were not captured before the reign of the internet. To make matters worse, users submitting images were mostly from the North America. Other kinds of fashion from other parts of the world are not recognized as much. I mean, that does make sense. I mean, it is the same problem when it comes to tackling sickness and disease in Africa because research for medicine and testing is not done amongst specific groups. Scientists do not actually have a wide variety of genes to work with, right? Right. So, how does the app put up with different body types and sizes then? Well, actually, that is another challenge. Many images of fashionable clothes appear on models, and we all know that bodies come in many sizes and shapes, right? Mm -hmm. Which affects our choices in style. But they have worked on introducing fashion chatbots, which are voice assistants. You see, like the ones that we, um, the ones that we have on our phones. But now, except these ones are all about fashion. Instead of um, having to wait for a tech team to adapt um, to the devices to include all body types. Fashion brands can also reach out to you and ask you questions about your personal fashion preference. Interesting, I must say. So, does this mean that I can ask uh, Siri what to wear? I mean, that's the whole point. Um, If it happens that you even need new shoes or a dress, instead of interacting with a website or mobile app, you can simply have a conversation with an intelligent conversational agent, which is Siri, and... Siri will help you find the best pair of shoes, dress, or your fashion accessory. I must say, I will definitely be looking out for this tool because now I have more time to waste on other time-consuming decisions, you know, like what to do with my hair, um, just preparing, packing my books for school, not forgetting anything, you know, other important (laughs) things. Yeah. Well, that was unusual, unlikely, and unscience. I am too sexy for my love. Unusual, unlikely, unscience. This is the Science Inside. Welcome back. You're still with Science Inside. And we're still chatting with Khudira Khedzi, who is still inspiring and will continue inspiring every young South African boy and girl to have an impact in the communities that raise them. Sometimes it doesn't take money to give back. Using your time and skill is all you need, and that is what he has proved to us today. Now, we'll be getting a little bit more comfortable, up close and personal with him. Welcome back, Khudira Khedzi. Thank you. All right, so... We are, it is not every day that we hear of young adults or, sure. in fact, people who are still students themselves 
working hard not only to help others but are smart about it yeah. you know generating profits with their sure. skills we constantly hear the word start 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 but yeah. you know it is the starting that gives people most anxiety yeah. now we're getting a little bit more personal with you sure. just to get a feel of who you really are yeah cool so we have to go back to the app though because it sure. is really fascinating yeah what about this app makes it affordable or accessible to students what does it look like Um, can any student download it and is it even free yeah so I'm gonna speak on the university students uh, side in terms of them becoming tutors right yeah so this will give them easy access they just literally download the app um, on the app store uh, the one that is relevant to their phone and they just put down their documents, put down all the necessary info that we need for us to know that this is an actual person. And then from there, we'll do the interview also to check the communication and everything and to check that, to verify all the info that the tutor has given us. And then once that is done, they can uh, become a goody tutor. And that's easy access, you know, that can literally be done within a day or two. Mm. Um, that's creating employment for students who would not get a, an opportunity to, 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 to earn money yeah. uh, otherwise. So you literally just need your mobile device. And within the app, once you are a tutor, there are a couple of functionalities that you will, uh, you will see. So you'll have where a student will know how much they're owed, right? And when are their lessons? So there'll be like a whole calendar there. They'll see, oh, my lesson is on the fifth. My lesson is on that. And this is my client. And this is the name of my client. This is the picture of my client. This is where they stay. So everything will be very central to the, to the, to the, to the app. And they can also communicate with the client on the app to say, I'm running five minutes late and all of that. And the client will get the, that instant uh, information. So that's what makes it pretty. So it just manages the whole uh, space of tutoring uh, for, for, for it. Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then from the client side as a, as a student, I mean, like I said, the instant feedback, it's number one. And for you to also see a track record of your your marks, if you've been with us more, for three years, I mean, I mean, for three months or uh, six mm-hmm. months, you'll be able to see um, the graph of how you've been doing. You'll get question papers, you'll get tests on the app. Um, you'll also get to have your own profile there with your picture. You'll be able to review tutors. You know, if yeah. you have a really brilliant tutor, you'll be able to uh, review them, and so that other people can see um, what this tutor has done for you. Okay, so now I want to know how sure. you were involved in it. You know, the behind the scenes, yeah. the technicalities sure. of it. I understand from the other person's perspective. Sure. Yeah. So I mean. Um, what I wanted to do, I wanted this app to be of top quality, right? I wanted it to be to be up amongst the others that are being built in Silicon Valley and all of that, right? So I wanted quality. That's number one, right? I didn't want something that will be launched in a day or two and it's crap when it's when it's uh, downloaded. So I wanted something that is quality. So we're working with a very good company called Altavex. Um, they're based here in Johannesburg. They also have uh, offices in London and New York. Um, so we work with them. So we, I give them the brief of this is how we want the app to run. And this is based on our knowledge of tutoring for the past three years. Mm-hmm. These are the challenges that we faced when we're trying to do our job as tutors, right? And they were happy to take on the project. And I mean, these guys have done apps for companies like Caltrain, uh, Old Mutual, you know, um, uh, Granadilla. So, uh, so I'm expecting a very high quality app that can compete with with uh, multinational uh, companies.
Okay. Yeah. Now let's take it back to Hammanskral, um, <laughs> where you grew up. Yeah. Um, take us through that part of your life, the yeah. people that back you up and sure. that have built you to become the man that you are today. Yeah. Um, Hammanskral was quite tricky. Um, it's it's it, I mean it's a it's a cool township. Um, it's very it's very it's very cool. Um, there is support there. Um, but I mean, I was I was the weirdo of the of the township, you know. I was the guy with the glasses, with the big bag, with books, you know. Okay, the, the high achiever. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to say that, but yeah, um, the guy who's who's very good at maths and science and that. Um, and and people don't really understand that concept, you know. Of you know, this is maths and science, and I want to get out of the township and you know go make it out there. Yeah. And maybe I'll come back to help you guys and all of that. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of the weird guy, but I was able to pull through get the support from family and friends um, even with the business I mean um, most of the tutors that we have some of them are actually from Hamanskra which is uh, what makes me very happy mm. and seeing them being uplifted here when they get to university when they go to UCT and all other universities uh, that's 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 uplifting okay so now you speak of support from family sure now what happens when um comes in at yeah. home and yeah. is like you know what yeah um this is what i want to do this yeah. is when i you know do yeah. in varsity sure. um i want to tutor students yeah. and it might be even yeah. big what yeah. do they say aren't they yeah. scared it was tricky i mean obviously you know our parents you know they pride themselves with uh, knowing that their child is at this certain institution okay. they're studying this degree and all of that and remember i was at the previous university before before i came to vets yes and i had to drop because of the business right oh and okay. now i'm gonna stay at the office now you can imagine what my mom has to tell to her friends um if they ask him how's kudra had to do it yes. you know so that was tricky um so she was not absolutely she was not happy um she was very very angry with me for that for the whole year oh, man. <laughs> um but i think she's cool now it was hard for her to see the vision of course. Um, because remember our parents they see entrepreneurs when you see when you say i want to be like that guy on tv yeah. you know they the think it's just school. tv right? yeah, yeah, yeah it's just tv that it's not real um so I, and and that's what i'm trying to do also in my township is to to be there to show that it's it's possible for a young entrepreneur straight from high school come into university and make a real business that can sustain lives create jobs and you can also create value that you can sell off or you know continue working in the business when you graduate or that and that is the goal with with goody tutors and the team that i'm working with okay now that a little yeah. birdie told me that you are in lectures sometimes when <laughs> the students get uh, their lessons yeah. how do you now balance that <laughs> with school because i am aware that you're also yeah. a student a second year sure. student yeah. in accounting yeah i am so um so that actually happens during the workshops oh, so okay. the workshops are actually on saturdays and sundays during weekends right? Oh, right so that's when we have workshops for finnick two for auditing for tax for manic you know so we would have literally 20 students sitting in and they'll have a tutor there and assisting them on how to get ready for the exam right because similar with universities lecturers don't don't get us ready for the exam they just do the theory and what we try to do at goody tutors with our workshops is we try to get you as a student uh, to get ready for the for the exam for the university exam uh, so that's and so I sometimes come in, look at what the tutors are doing, what mm. they're saying, mm. um, just to also monitor the quality. Uh, and yeah, that's that's where I come in. Now, where do you see yourself, or rather the business, together with the degree that you're doing? Yeah. How do you feel like it's gonna assist you? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so I mean, we've been pushing the business for like 
three, four years now. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to complete my degree in two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, so now I'm building, we're building the app and we're launching the app. So that's where my focus is. Um, then we launched the app and then I'm going to give the business three years. The app is included in the three years. And then just try to create value, try to expand in South Africa and just create more opportunities for students who don't have jobs. And also, you know, uh, create the market for students who need uh, exam focused uh, tutoring. Um, and then we'll see. Um, th- th- maybe we might take it to the next uh, to, to to other countries, or we might sell it off and uh, uh, work on something new. But that's that's my goal for me. So now I'm just trying to package this business in a very good value, so that we are able uh, to sell it to another company. It should be attractive to another company, and uh, so we can you know start other companies based on the knowledge that we have from this one. Okay, so now you did mention um, before that uh, there, there's basically uh, an orphanage that yeah. you guys also sure. offer tutoring to. Um, is this free? Yeah, yeah, it's completely free. Okay. Right? So what we do is we take our female tutors, those who are interested, um, to uh, uh, all girls' home and observatory. Um, and yeah, we just literally sit down and on a Sunday afternoon and work with the, with the girls. Um, and this is just for us to say, you know, maybe we might not have the funds, we might not yeah. have all these things, but we have the knowledge, right? We 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 passed maths and science very well, and the heart, yeah, definitely. Mm. And now we can assist uh, those in need, those who cannot afford this type of tutoring. And we've been having good successes, you know. Those students who are at the orphanage, they come back to university, they come to university, and they actually become goody tutors, mm. right? And that's for them also to. Uh, and some money doing something that they know very mm. well. Mm. Um, so that's that's where we come in in terms of the charity side. All right. Yeah. Now, we do appreciate every step, right? Sure. Whatever position, whatever level yeah. that the person is. Yeah. I, I guess for you, when you look at your yeah. position right now, you yeah. might feel like I'm far back or, yeah. or, or something. But we appreciate and we see that it's quite Thank big. You. Now, for that young boy that looks at you and yeah. feels empowered, what attributes would you say yeah. they should carry with themselves throughout, you know, in yeah. order to be as phenomenal as you yeah. are? Yeah, so I think you should have uh, you should have you should have clear goals, right? You should know what uh, what you actually need and what you actually want, and who are the people that will take you with there, right? You should have resilience, right? Um, you should be aware that you should know this from the onset that the people you are with today. Uh, might not be with you tomorrow, you know, based on what you're doing on your day to day, right? They might not fully support your your business venture or what you think you're trying to build, right? Yeah. Um. So so you should you should just be aware that you know life can throw all these things at you, and you just have to take them as they are and move on to the next next step, right? Don't think you're a failure because someone has left you or someone yeah. says your idea won't work, right? So you should have some some self-confidence, right? You should also be able to to yeah, just never give up, right? And yeah. just work on, on what you believe and work on what you love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Um, I think that is it for today. Um, we really appreciate you Thank being you. here with us. Thank and we really me. appreciate what you're doing for sure. the community as well. Now we're going back into a short break. And then straight after that, we'll be back with you. This is the Science Inside.
As our tradition, for the first week of every month on the Science Inside, we give hard-working scientists and innovators a platform to talk about their work and the impact that their research has in their field. This week, we were in conversation with Khudira Kheti Mohajane, who is an accounting student here at the University of the Witwatersrand. On Unscience, we uncovered an app that is assisted by artificial intelligence to help you sort out your outfit in half the time it would normally take for one to do so but that was it on tonight's show we do like to, we would like to thank all our guests featured on tonight's show including Khudira Khedzi Mohajani as our featured innovator for the week the team behind the scenes is production by Bridget Lipere and Ndumise Luhuto also a big thank you to Mbali Mlojo for joining us and of course tech is by Kutlano Sirame our podcast can be found on vets.journalism.co.za slash science and on iTunes. The Science Inside is produced by the Vits Radio Academy, funded in part by the South African Department of Science and Innovation. This is the Science Inside. The Science Inside Podcast.